previously on homebrew detritus duck dicks fall off at the end of mating season we said no to the duck dick lesson and you just no i'm forcing it in i'm just slipping right in there just like ducks do that's how ducks do it (laughs) there's a snake lady and there's snake legs on the back that actually move while she sings snakes don't have legs point of order snake legs that's a lizard <laughs> I'm at negative 11. Con is 12. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that should that that needs to have a little more reaction to. I'm one hit point away from. He's unconscious. He can't have a reaction. So we have two characters at one hit point away from permadeath. Dibs on his house. Yeah, dibs on his stuff. Oh wait, I'm about to die too. Don't touch my stuff! Sander is so, so afraid and so frustrated at not being able to force her will on this thing that she just reaches out and flames, and it bursts into flames and it's gone. That was it. Then Ficey crept from the dank room, through the building, and out into Yarnum. The ferret's story, it seemed, was not yet at an end. As his familiar faded from view, Cullen's grip on the world faded as well. He felt himself drifting on and wondered what his new journey had in store for him. In the distance, the river of souls flowed and whispered his name. Further still, Phrasma's impartial gaze waited. Well, I got a... um new shirt from Keith Yuri's. I got a... Oh, cool. It's all the dice from the show. The hit dice for the character, and then each dice is illustrated with a cl- the class that it's representing. Oh. Huh. So they, did they sponsor this episode? Quiver. <laughs> stop, stop selling their stuff, Kevin. They didn't give us any money yet. Who's stuff? Hey, future <laughs> sponsorship ideas. And yeah. then the- DM is a D twenty. You know we don't we don't have to look to the future. We've got our first official sponsor now. Josh, Josh, our resignation today. I mean, all we said was all we said was Josh. I'm sure you can't really narrow that down. There's only like three or four Joshes in the world. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Which one could it be? I don't know all of them. United States, obviously. Yeah. Well, (laughs) maybe not. He could be from fucking French Ghana. He could be Brazil or wherever it is. He's not. He's not. Oh. (laughs) Speaking of that, I did actually a little bit of research. There is a South American country that is still France. I was looking at that the, the other day. Yeah, we yeah. knew that from the podcast. We got downloads from there. Because if, if, you, if you go to our Podbean and look at stats, it says we get one download for France, but it highlights France in a little tiny spot in South America. Oh, what, what is it? What's the place called? I didn't research France. it. France. <laughs> <laughs> Down of France, Brazil. It's fucking Pierreville. No, that's not. Pierreville, it's southern. It's the southern... <laughs> 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 
But no, we've got we've got we've got our first we got our first patron, and it feels nice. It really yeah, does. Good. Feels like we're doing this for someone. Yeah, yeah. That, that Not really just hurts. our own egos. So now we gotta bring you gotta bring your A game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The good stuff comes out now. Here we go. None of I don't have an A game. You think like a B minus game? I'm a, a C game at best most I'm days. Great junior varsity in all things. <laughs> I didn't play sports. I worked in a kitchen when I was 13. So also for our French viewers, adez moi s'il vous plaît. Adez moi s'il vous plaît. Thank I'm you. sure they found that hilarious. That was great. I like uh, the accent. Are you ordering a souffle? Nope. I'm like French for not. Adez moi s'il vous plaît. And fry. As in the French. What does that mean? That's fine. Don't worry about it. What does it oh. mean, <laughs> Something, cool. please. Something, Something about rimming, I'm sure. No. And I got the way your asshole tastes. Further expand on anything. You, you'll, you're better off that way. You can keep your skin. Role. I want to know what to apologize to our French viewer about. Noob has to apologize. We That's all not. I want to know. <laughs> I, to French viewer. It's fine. I love how you were like our French viewer. <laughs> with the hard R. <laughs> the stance show. Well there's only one that will that will get the message. I'm not um yeah, I'm not gonna start a thing of apologizing for noob. That's just that's you a know, career. That, that, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, cancel uh, him at your leisure people. Yep. <laughs> just from what? lump us in with this. Yeah. It's like this nah. podcast does not like <laughs> noobs views do not reflect. <laughs> Take like a little post-it note and put that over the part of your screen that Noob is. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I just hold my thumb up, I can't see it. A lot better. It's really low-tech, low-tech cancel culture you have right there. Just <laughs> thumb up. Post it. I don't got a job. I, got a I have a job. What was that? Kids in the hall? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Deep cut. No one is here. Yeah, if you're like 22, it's a deep cut. If you're 42, <laughs> that was yesterday, right? When did that go off the air two years ago? <laughs> can't say that, Terrence. I was re-listening to the last episode, and we mentioned an early South Park episode, and you were the one who's like, "That means you're old." If you know that South Park episode, you're old. Yeah. And I realized that episode of South Park came out like '98. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was. Um, so I got HBO and uh, I didn't even know Comedy Central was on there. And so all that episode is as old as my boyfriend. <laughs> Your boyfriend's younger than that. We know he's not. In just a few short years, he'll be able to meet the requirements to legally watch the show on YouTube past the age restrictions. <laughs> um. <laughs> when I first started gaming with y'all, Terrence had to drop him off at school before he came to the game on Wednesday. Nuts. Wow. <laughs> he dropped out. <laughs> so there. <laughs> Technically, you're burn. not dating a school child if they're not going to school. <laughs> That's right. right? That's right. That's he was all, he was too old for school, not too old for school. <laughs> 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 well, 
he's supposed to be there. He just doesn't go. So I'm glad we're age restrict these. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The way he'll never see it. We don't government restrict these though. <laughs> I'd like to welcome you all to the last episode where we'll have Terrence, the FBI, is knocking down his door as we speak. We made it 20 episodes. That's a, that's a good run. That's more than yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's hours. That is 20 hours of recorded, edited footage. It's like 50 hours of unedited footage. Uh, yeah. Some yeah. of those are pretty long, for sure. Well, we got to cut out all your anti-Semitic jokes. It's, it's a probably our problem. It's every episode. Please stop. Every episode. <laughs> I'll stop when they stop. Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm not, laugh- not going to laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> More shame. <sighs> Damn. That's that's Damn. the the shame laugh of I can't believe you just said that. I'm shocked, so I'm laughing. It's not humor. I don't find that funny. At all. It's appalling. Unacceptable. Thank you for, for backpedaling like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking anyway. of backpedaling, it's the closest I can get to a transition. Out of that. Oh yeah. Welcome yeah. to episode twelve. Twenty. No. 20? No, we 20. hit 20. Did my camera freeze? 20? Is it 20? Yes. It did. Yeah, hold on. Oh. <laughs> okay, don't welcome to episode 20. We're going to do just a second. No, no. This is the professionalism that people pay for. I mean, the person pays for. A person pays for. And we love that person. We do. My right. elbow. Just because me and him had a friend in high school. But... To, to their generosity. Thanks, Thank Josh, if that's your real Absolutely. Look, Josh, if you're worried about us, say your real name. I'll Here's my full name. Chris Smith. <laughs> Who you made <laughs> that up? <laughs> Fine. That's, that's, not true. Guy. That's, a ho- that's a hotel registry name. <laughs> <laughs> At least you weren't named John, right? I mean, that would be... John, John Smith, yeah. Yeah, well, that is a very oh. famous name of a fraudulent con man. Sorry, I'm I'm very anti-Mormon. Uh, Great. <laughs> We're gonna cut that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Episode 20! Another quality start to an episode. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was because Noob wasn't here, I had to say the appalling things. Mm, Weren't you just lecturing uh, Noob about appalling that things that he was saying earlier? Yeah, well, he keeps his politically oh. neutral in the gross, why Why would you say that area? And you were like, just shitting on Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> no reason, I, just... Yeah, mine was an actual joke. Yours was full of hate. You're like, oh, fuck your magic underwear and Yeah, you can get mad pussy at a seminary school. That's where I should start the episode. Right there. <laughs> that's yeah. the perfect start. Cut all that other shit that's out. A... Yeah. Start off with Terrence saying, you get mad pussy in a seminary school. It's a positive I thing to say about religion. You should. I think that would be an amazing start. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at you, Southern University. Yeah. Hey, not... So anyway, welcome. Yeah, thanks, Josh. 
Yeah. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Thanks. This is your show. This We're is doing Josh. Show. This is your show today. Josh, if I ever find you, I will suck your dick. I want you to know that. that we want him to keep being a patron. Yeah, we don't want him to <laughs> not. I just, I just checked the Patreon and we haven't even uploaded this yet and we're at negative $8 for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Not only did we give him a refund, we had to compensate him. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that happens right after I say that. He knew. Very weird. weird. Um, but also, yeah. let's, let's talk about we had an actual character die last episode. <laughs> yeah. Loser. Bad. Um, Color. Or a Kage. Wait. Oh. Sorry. One of the dogs was like being weird. And wearing his tap shoes. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh. It's so gross. So nasty. <laughs> that bitch licks her crotch constantly. I've seen it. <laughs> and the cow. Very clean. It's a very it clean makes them happy. It makes me happy. My teeth have no cavities. <laughs> that's, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the baseline for germs. Introduce farm bacteria to your teeth that aren't normal, I, I guess, and they fire uh, off. Aggressive anti-plaque. <laughs> this is exactly what happened when Cullen died. He died, and then we immediately got distracted and just <laughs> yeah. glossed over his death that episode. Yeah, it's true. But then well, uh, Matt sent us that that cool um, eulogy letter, and then we turned it into a video. We put it in, and I thought it was really cool. So, yeah, Benny, you're going to take this one. I'll take it for that, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. I'll take it. Got that down here. Has finally little... found a home. Oh, we also yeah. did another thing. Everybody leveled up last episode. Yeah. Yes, we did. We're gonna roll hit points. We're gonna roll hit points. Now, to be fair about Cullen's death, I don't know if we had a, any time to actually reflect on that in character because we got arrested immediately after. You had a lot of time to make jokes, bitch. Yeah. I believe <laughs> yeah. Rex was the first to go, I get his house. That's because yeah. he's a terrible, terrible character. I think Sandra said that, actually. I mean, he's friend. first, and then I said it first again. Yeah, it came up several times. Second. Yeah, He was really wanting that house. I don't want, I don't want your terrible house. Reminds me My of the house. Jim Gaffigan joke about owning a pet pig. It's like at least when the pig dies, you can go, Well, at least she got breakfast, you know, like that's <laughs> yeah. come just up like when grandma died. Yeah, I feel like Sonder is worried about his belongings going to weird places. So she's just like, I want to make sure that everything's cool at his house. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Also, your profession is pawn shop, so pawn shop. just the <laughs> professionalism kicked in he's gonna rifle this shit i think it's also uh very make sure that someone rifles through it respectfully mm. a good centralized base as well with access to the underground which is mm -hmm. important for take us. the damn house i think i'll stop <laughs> with the um the eulogy uh the epilogue and, and we'll move forward <laughs> this is not doing this is not going better uh, anyway <laughs> Oh, time to think about it it's still bad 
So Matt will have a new character tonight, which That's we'll right. get to. The new character won't have to roll um, hit points, I don't think, because you know you had to no, make. I took that. max max at each level, so I'll have more hit points this time. Yeah, that's, that's not how that works. <laughs> I thought that would be the wiser thing to do. If I'd done that before, I would have had about six more hit points and still be alive. Yeah. I believe that's called cheating in this game. Not if you're honest about it. Practice roll, practice roll, practice roll. Ah. I'll just add an extra three damage to everything that hits you throughout the rest of the campaign. Oh, you are already doing that? Yeah. Kevin's already wearing that ring. <laughs> <laughs> You're cursed. <laughs> but I'm gonna let's 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 do uh let's talk about uh levels and I'm just gonna go across my zoom screen uh from left to right, which would start with Akage. Tell us about your new level and then we'll roll hit points. Okay, okay. Um I went ahead and stuck with my samurai levels because this is when the good stuff happens. Not only do I get a second challenge per day, dope, I also got graceful strike which i add half my samurai level to damage when using weapon finesse hmm. and because I, I took this particular archetype i can use weapon finesse with glaives naginatas katanas and uh things that you don't normally get to use weapon finesse on so my damage is pretty high now That's it. That's it. All That's right. the good stuff. All right. Let's I do more on. damage. Let's, 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 I do more damage and I can use all these cool Japanese weapons. Yeah. In this fantasy yeah. setting. I'm all those hit points. Japanophile. That's called a, something else. Weeb. What's the word, noob? What's the word? First the word. Nine on a D10. Ooh. Nice. I'll take that. Yes, you will. Sonder, you're next up for the for the character. So yeah, level four. Um, the most important thing that happened is I finally got second level spells. So, or a second level spell. So Good. now I can protection from evil communal as a Nice. And, that is a very uh, underused spell for us. Yeah, it's mainly because I could only, it was the, it was the, it was the choices that I had to make. Yeah. You can only cast one spell per, you know, per time. And it's like, oh, you know, now somebody's about to die, so I gotta heal you. Protection from right. evil isn't gonna help you. Yeah. How is, uh, just a question on communal, because I've always wondered about that, because you have to touch each creature. Can you run around and do that, though? Um, no. I usually rule that. Well, yeah, that's that's gonna be a DM thing, but I feel like you'd have to be, I feel like we'd just like hold hands kind of thing. I've that's seen a couple nice different ways that to go about this is that you can cast a spell and you touch everybody who's next to you. And if you haven't used up all the charges, you can then walk and touch the other people. Um, but with spells like that, I normally just go, as long as everybody's within a close proximity, I just consider it kind of like a burst kind of thing, you know. So kind of like how haste and slow work, as long as you're within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's already beating each know, other. Yeah. Is is the communal? Is that the one that splits the duration? Yeah, so it's everybody? one minute, one minute per level. And right now, it's not spell level; it's caster level. So that's four minutes. Uh, yeah, so four people. Hmm. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Yeah, but that's still ten rounds, and you could split that up 
you know, make it seven rounds and it's probably gonna be enough. Cover no, you have to split it by minutes. That's oh, the thing. Is? Yeah, minute? it's like um, you divide you divide the duration in one minute intervals among the creatures touched. It says. Okay. So yeah. if I have four minutes, that's four people. It's still an awesome spell. Mm-hmm. Like mainly like the frontliners, whoever's going yeah, up front. Exactly, they're the ones who would need it. that. Yeah, before preferably they run in. Preferably before they go charging in. Because I'm not coming up there <laughs> to get you. <laughs> yeah, she learned from others' mistakes. You know. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that's that's the main thing. And you stuck with Oracle for this? I did. I stuck with Oracle. Because, cool. you know, there's no reason to only have zero and one level spells. You got to get to level two at least. Um, I did, I did find a crossbow. So I went ahead and picked one of those up. Okay. Got some bolts for it. A so. little purchase. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's really about it. Nothing much to see here. Perfectly Let's roll normal. hit points. Perfectly normal over here. Um. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like that. Your face says you'll be taking the average. Yes, it's a two. Yeah. yeah. A two what? D D eight. Yeah. So five. Yeah, you get five. I don't like that. Dorian. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. Um, I decided to focus on my short sword a different way than we discussed in uh, chat. So my fourth level is a level of Magus, so I can broaden my skill base and, of course, increase my saves that are weak. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll be, I'm part of the doing the Kinsai archetype. So, <clears throat> what is the Kinsai archetype? You pick a weapon and you kind of focus on it, and it gives you like a bonuses related to that specific kind of weapon. And you're less good, or you have less like spellcasting power, but it's just I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm mainly go dipping into it so I can eventually lead to like Ar arcane trickster, but. What do they get uh, hit points? D eight. Let's see. All right. Let's see how bad this turns out. Uh, I'm taking the average two. I got a one. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> in this game, if you roll a, a one, you have to keep that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> really? No, no. <laughs> Did I say one? I meant five. <laughs> yeah, that's just asking you to lie to me about what you roll. Uh, I, got, I, got, I, got a, I got a 10. Yeah. <laughs> Rasmus, 12 on my D6. <laughs> it exploded. <laughs> Kevin, tell us about Rasbad's level 4. Rasbad for level 4 gained second level spells. So I can now cast Lesser Restoration. And uh, cure moderate. So uh, being there to for mostly for post combat type stuff. Hopefully, if anyone takes any minor uh, ability damage, I can be there to cure them up for that. Also, I got uh, two judgments per day, which will be very helpful, and I get a D8 of hit points. Which I rolled a six, 
So one better than the average. All right. I'll take that all day. And last, I'm on. What's the fourth level look like for the mortician? Uh, I get two new spells, so I took Lesser Restoration and Rock Whip. Good good options. I get five blessings and five lay on hands. And then, uh, what was the other thing I got? Our uh, better saves. And then the last thing I got was... Oh, I can now apply Holy to my weapon for four rounds. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Oh, very nice. It's handy. Yeah. So I can do it for four rounds. They don't have to be instantaneous, but they can activate them with Swift. Swift actions? Yeah, Swift actions. I'm still reading it myself. Well, yeah, that's it. Points. I got a D8 and I got a six. Ooh, All right. Above average. Nice. Very good. Very good. All right, it's above average. <clears throat> I forgot one thing on, on my level up that I should tell you guys about. I got a new flourish, which is a new class feature that I completely forgot about. It's Jin and CL's Guidance, which gives me Uncanny Dodge. Oh. That's him, uh, impressive for a dwarf. I never think mm -hmm. of a dwarf as being flourishy. Yeah, or agile. Or Ooh. samurai. Uncanny. They make really good dungeon delving robes. Mm. I, like taking, um, I like taking the stereotypical races and playing them in a different way. Sometimes, it, I mean, it, basically, it shows that you're not there to mid-max at the table and be, you know, that guy. You're, you're oh. breaking stereotypes. Yeah. You, you mean me? He means me. Yeah. <clears throat> he means One Jeff. I did want to mention <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> um, since I uh, have Grizzle Knot's hammer now, I'm going to be picking up a shield since it's a one-handed weapon. Did you watch the? Uh, did you watch Cullen's blood off his hammer yet, or is it still just kind of cake? No, I left. There's a bit of scalp no. that that stuck between uh, just up in one corner. I can't <clears throat> seem to get it off. So I made a pork rind out of it. poking out. So I forgot a couple of uh, something about my my level as well. Um, I actually got three level two spells, but two of them came from. Being an oracle, they just mm. come. Your mystery, yeah, yeah. The mystery yeah. and the like. I get all the cure ones, so I got cure moderate as well, and then um, resist energy. Huh. So that's another. Yeah, that's good. How many uh, oracles uh, spontaneous? Oh, that's or... right. You have to like learn your spells, not memorize them like wizards. Yeah, like everything that I know, I can cast. Right, just... but you have to know it. You know, cleric can yeah. pick anything each day. But you have to pick it. You have to pick yeah, the right one. I keep one forgetting that you're not a clerk. <laughs> no. No. The, uh, I, I used to love playing cleric, but oh, there's something about Oracle. I really like playing Oracle. It's I think wow. it's just a little simpler than cleric because you can you just pick. These are the spells I have. I don't have to, to worry about what we're doing that day. This uh, is yeah. Right. Day. Yeah. Plus the yeah, beef wizards, cleric, was... Yeah, you got to sit and think about. Well, okay, what what is probably going to happen today? Do I need this, you know, mm. feather fall? Do I need, you know, um, fireball? Do I need stinking cloud? The answer is always yes. But the um, do I need obscuring mist today? You know, which is also always yes. Always. <laughs> what? No grease from a, from a role playing perspective. Oh, it's like I don't ever, that. That's permanently. That's like inked in. 
part of a blank character sheet that already has grease. But from like a role playing perspective, I like Paladin, but I hate that you have to be, or at least in Pathfinder First Edition, you have to be lawful good. My worst. Cleric is like you're kind of stuck to whatever god it is you pick. You can be an atheist oracle. Like, <laughs> yeah, have to worship any god to have those powers. You could be, you know, an oracle forced by to. It is natural. You know. You always do what I do as a cleric and just pick the uh, the most obscure god on the list. <laughs> the follower of one. <laughs> You're welcome, parents. <laughs> oh, we've we got levels. Laughing about that the other day. I don't think you're on here because I tried so hard to stay away from being a traveling cleric because that was like the kind of the go-to for everybody. And then by the end of that campaign, I became a tra traveling cleric. <laughs> Yeah, if you've never played a cleric before, pick the travel domain. No, no matter it's what. pretty good. <laughs> it. Yeah, that's, that's the one. I have trouble staying away from conjuration. I was a wizard, so. All right, episode twenty. Twenty. Is that a is that a milestone? I mean, I suppose every episode's a milestone, really. Yeah, if you think about it, it's the first time we've ever made it to 20 episodes. It really pretty is. Good. We also have internet, we also have power, some of us have lights. It's pretty good. What do you mean some of us have lights? Poker's sitting I... in the dark. It's like... <laughs> Make it up for when this festival... Festive... Festive... Yeah. <laughs> Terrence is really... Exactly. Uh, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my lights put up this weekend, so next weekend there'll be boogie nights in here. Or, what is it? Eggnog night? I don't know. Not Boogie Nights. It's it's Boogie Nights. Just for Christmas? Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't want a 13 inch cock for Christmas? Oh, I okay. Was gonna, I was gonna Episode be 20 school. opening. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <clears throat> the newest order members have been through a lot over the past week. The loss of a fellow team member, temporarily jailed, Grizzlenock's death. Akage's mother's rescue, and a mysterious dark lady causing turmoil all over Yarnum. The remaining members have been given a day to rest. The dwarven doors are shut, which cannot be anything good, and it may lay in Akage's new dwarven hands to handle. Still, Taz saw that the team needed the day, and they took it, some graciously, some bitterly. Separated for the first time in days, we are given a little peek into their lives. Dorian at his tailor shop, looking through his wares to find a replacement for the clothes ruined by his near death the previous day. Maybe he ponders over Cullen's actions. Maybe he's still a little shook up that he forgot who he was for that brief moment, those other names still hovering just outside his mind. We see Akage sitting by his mother's side, her eyes slowly starting to open. A very sad conversation that the son she knew has been permanently changed forever but she is happy he is alive. We leave them to their healing and go to Amon. None will face Cullen's death like the mortician, anointing Cullen's body with the oils and words from his sacred text. It may be the first time Amon has ever had to do the funeral rites to someone he was acquainted with in the strange city of Yarnum. And then there's Razbad. He lost not only a companion, but more importantly, a mentor and father figure. He spends the day that should have been restful, working on orders Grizz will never finish now. Using the work to take his mind off the loss, he finishes an order or two before exhaustion takes him. He can't even appreciate that he's done the best work to date. He hears Grizz say from memory, 
You've done good work, son. And lastly, Sonder, as she steps into her perfectly fine shop in a probably not so perfectly fine town, she hears a small rustle from one of the shelves littered with trade goods. The rats, it seems, don't wait long to move into empty homes this close to the docks. She'll handle that in due time. But Cullen, McCullen's loss to her may be the hardest. Out of all the new members, she and him were the most alike. Secretive and forced into this new life here. The order isn't something they strive for, but more a penance they must go through to establish themselves here. She makes her way to the back room, lost in thoughts and the beginnings of grief. She doesn't notice a small ferret on that top shelf, its sad eyes watching her before it curls back up into a ball. On top of the lighthouse, Task and his hounds stand at the top, the lighthouse beam almost blinding as it slowly and constantly swings around. The third figure is there looking out over the city. Task slowly fills a pipe with strong leaf and lights it with just a spark of magic. Task takes a deep puff and slowly lets the smoke drift out from his mouth out to mingle with the salt air. He and the other figure lock eyes. Tass says, I wish I'd had more time to get reacquainted with the city, but as it stands, there may not be a city here long if we don't act. Your knowledge of the situation is greater than mine now, with what you have been through. Task eyes goes down at that last sentence. Drinks on me? Let's go introduce you to the others. That night, they all meet at the Brazen Bee, just like they had when all this started. But this time, Task and his hound don't show up alone. So yeah, uh, Akage, Dorian, Sonder, Razbat, and Amon, after a uh, a full day off, basically, um, at the following night, you guys gather at the Brazen Bee, the once home of uh, your fallen companion, and gather at the downstairs bar. The, uh, the owner, Mrs. B, brings you all whatever it is you desire while you wait for Tass to show up. And it's not long after she gives you plates and drinks, if you just so desire, that the door swings open. Tass steps in out of the cold, his hound at his heels, and a strange figure behind him. Matt, describe your character. Um, a, um, a tall... About 6'2", Elf walks in, although he's cloaked, uh, his hood pulled down, uh, partially obscuring about half of his face. Um, there's scars on his chin and uh, neck that you can see. Uh, you can also see in the light of the torchlight as he comes in that the, the part of a, uh, a brand, it's like, the, like a scarred brand where he'd been burned on his neck. Um, he can't see the full thing, but it's actually a, a runic symbol that most of you probably wouldn't recognize. Um, it's also got a, through that brand, there's a scar running, a thin scar running through it, like severing it in half. So um, he has uh, grayish hair. Um, he's old. He's probably older than most elves you guys have met or known. I don't, I forget how prevalent they are in Yarnum poker, but. Um, Sparse, but they're, they're there. Yeah, so they, he, he's an, an, an elderly elf, you, you would guesstimate in his middle years uh, from his appearance. And um, his hands are also look very elderly and also lots of small scars. It doesn't look like, um, they don't look like um, 
an accident type of thing or where he's been through brambles. They're, they look very intentional and crude and um, uh, small enough to be uh, not necessarily from battle, but obviously from a tortured existence for some time. He has a few, just a, a few, a few belongings with him. Uh, Tucker, how long have we been in town? Has he been in town obviously long enough to kind of rest a little bit and get some clothes and stuff? He wouldn't yeah, be the for, same clothes uh, he came here in. For everybody else, it's only been the one day off. But you, you, sh you came back um, like three or four days ago. Okay. Um, he does step in, and, and is the are we in the B? Is it full? Is it like full of patrons and stuff? Or are we no, in it's like it was room? before, where it's after the witching hour. Yeah. Um, but Mrs. B has a deal with Tass to, to have meetings there mm -hmm. um, afterwards. So it's just, it's just y'all. Okay. So he'll, as he, as they step in, he's going to just reach up and pull his hood down so that you can see his face and you'll see that the, the scars are kind of all over his face and neck. And you'll, you'll be able to see that brand on the side of his neck pretty clearly. Um, his eyes are blue um, and they, uh, a lot of times an L's eyes are kind of, more piercing i guess and his eyes um they 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 don't look like um cloudy but there's kind of a haze to them there's something about him that's just a little off from a normal a normal else um but other than that he looks around the room at all of you just kind of taking you all in and studying you as he comes in you want him to introduce himself to them or let task do no, that um <clears throat> So as as you enter the room, the the rest of you see this this stranger with Task. There's just a, a brief hesitation on Task's face before he turns to the stranger and goes, "Introductions are in order on my part." And he turns and he, he points to to each person in turn, telling you <clears throat> their names. He points to a young dwarf uh, and says, "You know, this is Akagayora." He points to. Um, um, you know, just everybody at the table going around and then turns to the table and goes and though nothing could replace Cullen in spirit maybe uh, Master Nim here can replace him in utility we have much to discuss and he begins making room at the table for both him and the newcomer to sit with all of you just shoving our food out of the way. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't done. Knocking drinks off the table. Yeah. Sonder guards her drink. Uh, and then we'll say just that, you know, I'll, I'll address everybody and just say I'm, um, I know this is a, a dire and uh, unhappy time, but I'm more happy than you could know to be here. And um, very glad that I'm able to, um, serve Yarnum in its time of need. Um, and though I may, uh, I may look older, I've, um, I've been with the order probably much, not much longer than you have. Uh, so I understand from what Tass has told me where you're coming from as well. Yes. Your presence is welcome. Sorry, if we seem a bit melancholy, it is just that we are still mourning what season is it? Out of curiosity. Christmas. Winter. Winter. Uh, then I order uh, uh, three mulled wines, please. Uh, so, Mr. Nim, what is it that you specialize in? I am a wizard. Um, 
know, poorly trained, perhaps. Um, uh, an, an, uh, an orthodox training, I should say. Um, and some curious methods uh, versus normal. Uh, and I'll, I'll take my hand up a little bit. There's nobody in it, right? I mean, it's not Mrs. B. Uh, yeah, it's just y'all. Well, and Mrs. I'll, B, but she seems to be in on the, the no. Okay, so I'll just kind of hold my hand up a little bit and say a spell. And across the room in a little corner, there's a little bit of water to basically like almost like a rain cloud that kind of pours down for a second, which is a third party spell and a cantrip. And I'm not going to use it anymore because it's for a druid, but I thought it would be good for this. <laughs> it was that or acid. I didn't want to shoot acid in the, in the bee. So. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, when he's says when he says the spells y'all hear it's it's a language most unless any of y'all speak infernal you probably wouldn't recognize it actually let me see i might speak infernal okay so then you you recognize that his like when he casts a spell the it's spoken in infernal let's see i don't know if you want to ask him about that or not the the brand um, nope i do not i'm more than willing to let a man keep his own secrets would recognize it would be if you um i don't tell you have to rule on that because it is a runic it's it's a rune uh, it's an infernal rune but would be pretty obscure it may not be it may not be recognizable by somebody that just understands maybe the language so to speak i don't know yeah, i would say it would probably require if you, if you spoke infernal you could you could roll a linguistics check on it maybe or you could ask Oh yeah, uh, well, Sonder definitely wants to ask him, like you know, what what is that language you speak? Nim was it? Um, yes, uh, Nim, Miss uh, Sonder, correct? Yes. Um, yes. Um, so um, I have been away um, in captivity actually for for many years, and um, it is in captivity that I learn much of. What I know about the arcane arts uh, from a very cruel teacher um, who spoke mainly infernal, the infernal tongue of devils. So, um, unfortunately, um, I haven't been able to cast spells outside of that language. Um, nothing evil, or you know, by any means, but it's um, something that kind of came with the book, so to speak. Uh, I got a, I got a twenty-seven on linguistics. Is he telling the truth about the brand and everything? Like I was gonna say, I got a twenty-seven on sense motive. I'd like to know what his, yeah. Oh, did you ask about the brand? I thought you asked about just the. I the asked language. about the language, but he asked about the brand. I guess. Well, no, I'm just investigating. I'm just looking at it. You look at if you're looking at it, then the brand you'll, you'll recognize is, is a uh, is a runic symbol of bonding. Hmm. Um. And you'll recognize that it has been um, broken by something, and which is the scar that runs through it. So it's. Oh, neat. I feel like I've. I'm pretty sure, Sonder, he was being honest with that sense motive check. Mr. Want to roll a bluff there, Nim? It's not a bluff. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Um, he's not proficient in bluffing either. He's very. Uh, he's very awkward socially and uh, diplomatically, and obviously not a 
uh, a looker. So. <laughs> so she just looks at him for a while after he says that, nods. It's like, okay, it's cool with me. Sonder, uh, when you were about to head to the Brazen Bee today, there was a small furry creature waiting at the inside of your door. It was one you recognized immediately as Ficey, um, Cullen's familiar. It seemed to want to go with you, so you gladly took it with you. Or did you step on it? Stop it. Come along. (laughs) It uh, it scurries up your leg and inside your cloak. And it stayed there pretty much all the night. When Nim begins to talk and you begin to ask him questions, Feisty comes out to the table for just a brief second. Nim, give me a perception check. That's how those are going to go. Um, hold on. Let me look at my perceptions. Uh, I'm guessing a seven. Ten. Okay. Sandra, you, you feel uh, Feisty come out and stare at the stranger for, for just a half a second before it scurries back into your cloak. Um, after, a, after a little bit more of the table getting to know each other, Tass takes his um, his pipe and fills it and taps it heavily on the table, kind of getting your attention. I hate to do this to you. Somehow, the work I... has to be done. <laughs> Every night, a random gravesite in town awakens with the undead. Sorry, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> The protectorate are stretched thin at that. We also, and he kind of looks over at Razbad, we still don't know who or what it was precisely that changed Grizzlenock into the creature. There may be other were-creatures disguised in town. Uh, And until we figure that out, the order is stretched thin investigating. The dwarven doors closed yesterday. And while we don't know the precise magics used to open those doors, we do know that it would take a dwarf, and he turns and looks at Akage. <laughs> Hopefully, any dwarf to activate the magics of that door to open it back up. I, I have not been a dwarf very long, but hopefully that doesn't Just grunt a lot, I think. That's probably... <clears throat> I'm a dwarf! <laughs> <laughs> We've looked up the magical words, and if you stand in front of the door and just scream, I'm a dwarf, it should open if you are indeed a dwarf. Friend. Everybody knows it's always friend. Yeah. Speak friend, and then that's how the door is open. It's written in ancient juggalo. Homie. (laughs) (laughs) Family. Pour the sacred fago into the statue fountain. <laughs> Open the doors of the juggalo. The fago cistern. The cistern. Love what if the fago is flat? Does not matter to the juggalo gods. As long as the sugar contents are the same. It's mixed with steel reserve anyway. <laughs> it is better if it is flat. <laughs> but I was hoping... Uh, the young young master Nim here would be able to 
assist with any arcane knowledges. We've made sure that the dwarven doors were cleared. There's been quite the ruckus out front with trade being halted. Um, it is surprising to me that, that none of the dwarves who live below were above the seams coordinated for them to lock down, so... Um, but whatever is happening in Yarnum with the undead could possibly be happening to them. And we would like to investigate and make sure that our allies in the cave are okay. So do we think that they may be uh, perpetrating these acts? We have no reason to believe they are. Why would your people do that? They are not my people. I know, I'm just joking. You wouldn't know. I mean, it makes sense for you to ask a character. Test. Yeah, I mean, I've been debriefed for like the last, you know, briefed and debriefed, so. Yeah, well, get this man some underwear, for for God's sake. Uh, I'll take another wine. <laughs> a brandy for me. We're getting things. You, you say that it is coordinated, that these doors closed the same night, that everything went, um, how you say, to shit here. No, the, the doors only clo- reclosed uh, day before yesterday. Ah. Uh, uh, you were locked up. Misunderstood. So perhaps uh, more of a uh, chain reaction or something started here and it is moving outward. That's also a possibility, but we need to know and we may need their assistance with this. The magic... Uh, use in Yarnum is strict. The Dwarven City below is a bit more lenient um, on their magical use. Out of sight, out of mind for our king, I believe. What happens under the mountain stays under the mountain. At least for nine months. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Pregnant dwarf bitches. Oh, it wasn't the joke that made me laugh. It was that ending. Uh. Uh. <laughs> no, you had a very good reaction to that. I thought perfect. Um, so, uh, should we prioritize the dwarven doors, or do you want us to hunt down the random undead creation? We will not be risking our only dwarf on anything other than the dwarven doors. Mm. Um, it is of utmost importance that we get in and secure and make sure that our allies are okay. I guess it is a good thing that I died. Some would I... say fated. Mm. <laughs> because the only other dwarf uh, it was not under the mountain was one that I believe your group murdered in the woods. A dwarf Ooh. named Duggar, a recent exile from the Dwarven Kingdom. Well, oh, that asshole. <laughs> hmm. To be fair, Duggar had it coming. Duggar indeed Duggar. did have it coming. <laughs> I hear that he passed away in his sleep, though. So that was, was the peaceful. one that pretended to surround us, right? That was the dwarf yeah. guy that almost killed Amon in one hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With one HP. Oh, he was saved by the obscuring mist, I remember. Yeah, the obscuring mist saved me. 
That's the last time you'll ever hear that, Matt. Just letting you know. No, it didn't save me. It did the opposite. I didn't see him coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's the joke. That's why I don't make public money. That's the joke. That is the joke. I'd also like to point out that I've heard a lot about your obscuring mist. That's why Nim is here. He's a specialist in just <laughs> mist clouds. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I have a wand of obscuring mist for each of you as a present. Oh, I'll good. Good. They're fully yeah. charged. Yep. <laughs> That's what you do. You got it. You got That's it. one for each of your orifices when we attack you. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so should we uh, head about this this evening? Yes, as soon as we finish our meeting here, if you have no further questions for me, we will make our way to the Dwarven Doors. I've, um, due to recent events, the Protectorate are a bit more in the know about the Order before they were kept in the dark, but their nightly dealings with the undead have caused some overlap in jurisdiction. but I've been able to make sure that our path is clear. Uh, you should not have to worry about the, the protectorate between here and the, and the doors. The masquerade is broken very well. Um, what, are, what are you wearing, Nim? I just have, uh, it's, it's, it's a very common, something the order gave me. It's a, a kind of a common robe, uh, dark with a, a good hood. I, I like, I don't, I'm a little subconscious as an elf about my face and features and Scars and everything under the hood, under the robe. What are you packing? Just, oh uh, no! I mean, I mean it's average. I, it's average. No, I, I, I was thinking like if you, if you wanted something a little bit uh, more presentable, if we're trying to go in diplomatically. <clears throat> sure, I, mean, I would prefer um, a, a silken ceremonial robe. How do you feel about sense. crushed red velvet? Let's go. <laughs> I'll go with Dorian. I'll follow him meekly as I feel ashamed of my attire now. Yeah. <laughs> we had a poverty shame, Dorian. Seriously. Um, so, so we'll yeah. continue the adventure after a short wardrobe break. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going anybody with. I'm not going anywhere with someone who looks trashy. Let's cut montage. to the Spider-Man Three montage where he gets those um, emo. You have some of those. Um, Rhinestone shoes that uh, Yarn was famous for. <laughs> no, we have blue suede. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. Like, if if we're if that's the the purpose of the mission, if we're trying to get in diplomatically, I thought we might want to look a bit more presentable. We could swing by my shop, and I can see what we can do to. Yeah. Wait. It's better after. I will say this with uh, with everything uh, everything going on and uh, my abrupt um, return to the city and all the getting me up to speed and them also debriefing and making sure that I was not um, a bad guy. Um, I'm sure that uh, I was given something that they had around that was decent because I didn't show up in anything. I mean, what I have now is a lot better than what I was wearing when I showed up. So, all right, but. I would absolutely. Yeah, I think we need to dress the part. Sure. It would be a big to do, but you know, we'll we'll head that way first. I'll uh, give a quick upgrade to everyone's appearance if they like. Mm. Sandra likes a new dress whenever uh, she can get one. All right. See what I, I can do. I have a relevant question. Yes. What is the 
social hierarchy of the dwarves? Are they merchants? Is it a, a monarchy? Is it whoever, a, whoever has the biggest beard? Um, I have, a, I have a seventeen on knowledge local. Like, what are they in respectability under the under the mountain there? Uh, the the dwarves local to Yardum all follow uh, four family bloodlines. Um, and it's basically there, it's an equal rule between the four families, and from there it just goes to purity of of your relation to a specific bloodline and age. So, like a a nobility oligarchy. So, you if if, if the dwarven doors do open for you, Akage, you won't have any ties to them family-wise. So that's, that was what we talked about, the issue of he buying things in town, and when dwarves come in, they go to the dwarven keep um, to do their business, and those who are related to one of the four families are treated very well, and the rest are kind of just treated as merchants and sent on their way. All right, well, then I will pointedly avoid colors associated with the four families, if I can, Okay. in Akagi's uh, dress. Everyone else, I'll adorn them as best, not... Adorn them not richly, but respectably. I want to look like a sunset, and I want pockets, please. Very well. <laughs> that I can do. I myself will be wearing a finely cut gray suit with a short cape, white matching gloves, and various textures of textiles. I, I want, want to be able to obscure things. I want to be sartorially. Mist is good for that. For <laughs> people who have dark vision. An entire race of people that have dark vision. <laughs> yeah. I, I I want to look flashy if you can't see color. <laughs> oh, there it is. Lots of shapes. <laughs> Lots of shapes and different shades of gray. All right. But after that, after that brief interlude, we'll follow our destination. This is where if I had more than a week to edit this episode, we could do like a cartoon of just y'all dancing and putting on we'll clothes. <laughs> we'll do hot pitch anime girl squeals. Pretty, pretty woman montage. Here you go. <laughs> pretty woman. I, I need something with a heavy cloak or or hood of some fashion to pull over. Oh come on! I wouldn't be ashamed of your face. It's interesting. <laughs> it's a way for me to be able to change myself. Oh wait, you're I have a spell that requires my face to be covered. Oh well, that's that's easy enough. I want one of those like jacket things. It's not a jacket, you know, that ladies are wearing these days. Wrong. Well, I <laughs> jacket thing is a... I'll say. I wanted to keep my about. arms warm, but my midriff open to the air. No, it's like it's long like a jacket and it goes over your shoulders, but you don't actually put your arms through it. It's weird. It's like a. It's like a shawl, but that's a looks shawl like a slash cape. Yeah, it's like it's not quite a cape, it's not quite a jacket, it's not quite a shawl. It's like a mixture of the furry. That sounds like a very versatile piece of clothing. Yeah, it's like fancy business ladies are wearing it these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shawl, but make it fashion. Thank you. Look at this. Look at this. Look at Tucker, the fashion king. (laughs) It's hard to see because I don't have dark vision. (laughs) No no doubt. There's the midriff, though. We we just missed the midriff. Some of the new Squatch line. It's my smoking shawl, and that's my whole smoke hole. 
<laughs> yeah. That's why we need more. We need more patrons because <laughs> we can't afford a shirt. Come new t-shirts. New shirts, please. Well, if he got a new shirt, then he couldn't finger his Sasquatch hole. <laughs> yeah. Also that. Wow. We had a whole All right. Uh, shopping montage. Clothing is over. Thank you, Dorian. <laughs> All right. Don't worry. I'll build the order. Mahogany. Never mind. It looks in the order. Yeah, that's right. Do what now? Wait. Oh, for a second, I was trying to think of that actress. I thought you were trying to look like that actress that always wears the long vests and the hats. Shit, what's her name? No. Beyonce. Mila Jones. Older, feeling... older, older blonde white, white lady. I can't I remember. I think you're Rihanna. talking about the lady who, who wears those things. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but I can't remember her name. Margaret okay, Cho. So the chick from, the chick from, from X-Files, when she was in that British show, she wore them. Oh, Jillian Anderson? Yeah, Jillian Anderson. She was in that British show. What was that show called, Toker, the one I made you watch? The Great British Wake Off. It was fucking fantastic. It's about like like his Hell mom's yeah. a sex therapist. She's the sex, sex therapist education. lady. Sex oh, education. God, yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, That's she Jillian wears Anderson them. I, know mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, X-Files lady, because she's ah. the British accent, or maybe she is British. I don't fucking know. But yeah. um, she does a lot of British accents. Like she's, she's fucking great in Hannibal. That was great. You know what else is great? Boom. Oh no. I'm not ready. Seriously. It's okay if you're not Dor- ready. You got- this is a shit teaser here. for episode 21. Oh, oh shit! What happened? He just got dressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. And thank, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Oh, thank you, Josh. Josh. Oh, number one. The Josh a patron, and we'll say your name. Just if you want us to, if you want us to say your name, yeah. or we'll say any name you want. We won't say any name. We won't say any name. Noob will. Ash Rixby. Amanda Hug and Kiss. Thank you. <laughs> Isabel Ring. That was a classic. Great. Oh, my internet connection is unstable. That's what oh, okay, let's end the episode. Okay, uh, bye. Thank you so much, Josh. Tell your friends. Hey. Yes, and tell your friends. I'm looking for you, Josh. I'm going to find you. R.I.P. Colin. Yes, Rip Cullen. Yeah, rip that terrible, terrible character. Thanks oh, for the help. Wow. At least he's not playing a dwarf samurai. <laughs> hey, this. Oh. Cool.